you know, mm-hmm. it's familiarity because you're like, if I change job, how many times have you known that you need to change jobs? You know, you need to change churches, you know, you need to move or, you know, you need to do whatever, but you're like, I already know how it is here. I know what this company is like. I already know my boss. I know what he's going to get mad about. I know, you know, and you think I don't want to deal with it, but the truth is you need something else. You need to change and you feel you need to change, but the familiarity says, do you really want to? Hello fam, Chef Lori is here. Welcome back to the Love Lab. Today, mom and I, y'all, we talked about changes and we talked about the familiar and the unfamiliar. You know, I had a totally different topic in mind today, but as our conversation started, we just went with it and that was really a blessing to me. I hope it's a blessing to you too, guys. Come on in the Love Lab. Let's talk. Hello, fam. Welcome back to Calabama Talking, the podcast. I'm your host, everybody's auntie, Chef Florius, and my co-host, Mama VJ, the community grandma. How you doing today, Mama? I guess I'm doing okay. Girl, what? You in that necklace. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The yes. girl is gone crazy. Yes. I <laughs> love it. You know what? I'm going to tell you where I got it from, too, and I hope she hears the podcast. Sassy Jones. I love her. I absolutely love her. She has these sparkle parties on Thursday nights on her um, Facebook. And I was on there one night. I can't go to them sparkle parties because I was on there one night and I bought a necklace and a bunch of bracelets and a scarf. I mean, I got so much stuff. I was like, okay, I got to get off this thing. <laughs> now, is this the big scarf? Yeah, no. yeah, the big one. The big scarf. Oh, that is oh, her. Oh, my goodness, that big scarf. I love it. Sassy Jones. I'm telling you, I love it. And she's like a real woman. She grown. You know what I'm saying? And so she has grown woman jewelry. You know what I mean? Look, if y'all are listening and not watching, hop over to um, YouTube real quick and take a picture, take a <laughs> take a peek at me and my Sassy Jones wear because I love it. And I did not get any dis- special discounts for this for Sassy Jones. So this is really just stuff I like. But if you listen to Sassy Jones, I would be so happy, girl, to be a brand ambassador. I would wear the mess out of your jewelry because every time I put it on, Girl, where'd you get that from? I'd be like, Sassy Jones. You know, <laughs> you are absolutely too much. Thank you. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you've said to me all day. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, goodness. I just love wearing I've gotten into this big jewelry. Ever since I cut my hair super short, I've had to, you know, like my aunt used to say, your younger sister used to tell me, if your hair is short, make sure you got on big earrings because otherwise it'll look like just a big moon coming at the people. So <laughs> She didn't say that. Yes, she did. You weren't there every conversation me and my auntie had. And so ever since I cut my hair this short, it's been like three or four years now, though, I always try to have on some decent sized earrings and a big necklace. And I am just having fun discovering all kinds of new things. You know, I'm really happy for you because that when I was your age at that particular time mm-hmm. was when I sort of like collapsed. Aww. You know, I stopped being me. Yeah. I just... Do you know, I get that though because sometimes I feel that. I know. You know what I mean? I mean, you've had the same kind of experience and so you now seen how it feels. It takes a lot to keep pushing on. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know what? This mm. is what's so crazy about it. Uh-huh. You are actually where God put you yeah. you're in the line is exactly what he told you yeah. it's not like you're looking for his purpose it's none of those things yeah i mean he's giving you the clear purpose and you're really walking in it but it's like 
my God. It just, sometimes, you know, it's like, um, oh, Lord. Mama, I was trying to have a light, jovial conversation. Oh, no, this is still fine because I want to talk about yesterday when I was talking about this. And I said, you know, I keep saying, oh, God, why do I always have to leave? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And my husband said, you don't leave, you lead. Yes. But, you know, what it was was um, we're kind of talking about, and it's funny, I'm 47 now. <clears throat> talking, We're talking about change. Yes, and big this change. is about the change. The change is, and it's kind of funny when you made that comment and you said, "When I was your age, I felt like I was a collapsed." I remember when you were forty-seven, and I remember a lot of major things happened in your life at that point. And um, it's just weird because now, for me, at this age, you know, okay, this will sound weird. I don't know how to say this, so I'm just gonna say it, and I'll correct. I'll fix it later. Okay, on the surface, it looks cool. You know, on the surface, it looks like, wow, you know, you got your cooking show, you're doing TV shows, you're doing a podcast. You do, and on the surface, it looks like this is really, everything's awesome. And I'm not saying it's not. But underneath, it's not that it's not awesome. It's just there are changes that are happening. And they, sometimes they make me feel some type of way. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I'm collapsing per se, but sometimes it feels overwhelming to be in the midst of change. Well, when I say collapse is, maybe that was the wrong word. But what I remembered is the person that I was mm -hmm. and the person that I was comfortable with mm -hmm. and the person that I liked yeah. was gone. Now, I know you did go through a lot in, in those years between 45 and 50. Well, 47 to 50. Okay. Okay. Because 45, 45 was, was good. Yeah, 47 to 50. I remember that. But do you you felt like you lost that much of yourself? Yes. I lost a lot of me. Oh. A lot of me got lost. And you can't even see it down in my wardrobe. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not that person you anymore. You stopped trying for a while. But it wasn't that you stopped trying because you gave up. So Things that happened and had... It's, it's life. It's what I'm discovering now is it's life. Things happen that shouldn't happen. And it, it weighs just took on too you. much. To, it was so much to pick up. Yeah. And uh, I just, I tried. I yeah. really tried. What's funny is anybody who knows you, right, <laughs> will be like, what? Francis was fine during that time. What are you talking about? But, you know, because on the surface, you can look fine. But underneath it, you can be going through changes and things internally that really are life-shattering um, and direction-altering. I, I don't know how else to say it. But, you know, it, but then there were things that were good during that time. But yeah. it just, there's the pieces that I, I'm now, there are pieces that I miss, that hmm. I realized that I lost. I One of the things is when I talked about the constant leaving, which I'm not mm -hmm. going to let this happen again. Dear God, I hope you're not doing this. Okay. Let he's me, let, not doing anything. <laughs> oh, Lord, y'all. No, no, God's not doing Let's anything. Let's rewind. Mama's going down the wrong road. Ah, no, 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 no. God's not doing anything to Right, me. he's not. But it was more like I lost uh, how I dressed. I lost my confidence in mm. my looks. I uh, and, and you have to understand that back during that time, we didn't wear jewelry and we didn't wear makeup yeah and i still felt okay but i i it, it, i didn't need all of that yeah it, and yeah. i just 
I mean, I loved colored shoes. I had more green shoes. and All (laughs) all of that. And now I only wear black shoes. Today I have on some gold, (laughs) some gold tennis shoes. But But you've changed, but also you've grown. And in a lot of ways, some of those, I guess the thing is, okay, so see, I knew you all those years. (laughs) Oh, I am so glad somebody (laughs) knew me. (laughs) But... In a lot of ways, yes, you did change a lot of those kinds of things, but it, I didn't see it as they changed. What I've noticed as I continue to live was you can usually, there's a, there's something that happened um, situationally or it's just the, this life, okay? I mean, we can just say life because everybody has had this type of experience probably at some point. If you haven't, keep living, baby. Um, and it forces you to look at things differently and how you it's not about the change it's about how you handle changes and how you handle things that you know do you take them on personally and how they reflect on you because you did change like you you used to wear reds and all these colors and then you did kind of go through a a real quiet flowering kind of period where you just were black and whites and things and now you're coming back out of that more I mean not just right now it's been happening for a long time but it's more you're more now like Okay, that's true. I see her, you know, like that's the mom I had growing up who'd be in the car like that don't make no sense. You know, <laughs> that, that I see that. But it's I'm discovering it. I don't think it's that you went away. I think it's just how we respond to to, to trauma. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, like I always I go back to poor Madison. She's going to get it again. Okay. I go back to it. She's my new life. I yeah. mean, my God. It was loss after loss after loss. Yeah. Now, mind you, last night I was listening to a Bible study, mm-hmm. and my losses were big, mm-hmm. and they were major, but they were nothing like the loss of this particular, oh. uh, the example that they gave. Uh-huh. But it, but it, but they were some serious losses. It's interesting because um, losses are part of life. Mm-hmm. Losses lead to changes. Mm-hmm. And the question is, how am I going to respond to this change? Am I going to see it as just what I'm losing? Or am I also going to see the opportunity for something else? And I find a lot of times that societally, uh, we say, focus on the opportunity, you know, blah, blah, and all that. And I think it's really, you know, and it's a good thing to say. But I actually think we don't sometimes spend enough time grieving what's lo- what's been lost. That's the whole point is the grieving period and and grieving for something does not mean that I want to do it again. Yeah. I love the thing that Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind. Yeah. Let's forget the past and press forward. But I noticed another thing that the scripture does. The scripture never tells me to it it, te- it, it never tells me to eliminate the past. Mm. There are parts of the past he tells you to memorialize. That's true. That's a big part of the with the children of, of Israel was the moralization of the things they had gone through. And I love it the night of the Passover. Uh-huh. I when they made the Passover lamb. Uh-huh. Uh, God is such a God of details. Uh-huh. He told them how to cook it. He sure did. And they had to use bitter herbs in fixing the lamb mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to remind them wow. of the bitter suffering that they had done in Egypt. Wow. Why, and you could see it as a loss. And it's funny, it's about perspective too, because when they left Egypt, they were going into freedom, but they were losing something. That's what Oh, I, yeah, you know that, what I mean? that was the thing. It was kind of I'm funny. You know what they were losing, what was really amazing? Because they kept talking about it. Okay. 
we don't have any gray places. No one's married. Isn't that typical? What we would focus on? You're not losing being slaves. You're losing. Where are we going to get buried? <laughs> and some cucumbers, condiments. Cucumbers, mama? Yep. They kept complaining because they didn't have condiments and they didn't have a burial ground. What becomes important? Or I don't even know if that's what's important, what we talk about, though. Or maybe what we talk well, about is just a reflection of it? No, well, what was happening is there was a future that they couldn't see. They they knew what the future was supposed to be. Yeah. He said he was going to take them to a land that flowed with milk and honey. They didn't know what it looked like. And what does that even mean? Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> At that point, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Again, out of, coming out of slavery yeah. was excited. Mm -hmm. But what happens when I what? wake up? They were leaving, but it's like, the, this kind of goes back to a statement we made a minute ago. My husband made this comment the other day. He said, um, we were talking about leaving things. And he said, well, you know, a lot of times you don't leave, you lead. Mm -hmm. And he was saying what well, can feel like leaving something behind is actually forging the path into the, the next thing that you need to do. And when he said it, it really struck me. I was telling him last night about that too. I said, you know, you made this statement the other day about leaving and leading. I said, and it really did a lot of healing for me because it just all of a sudden put things in perspective. It shifted it. And I went, wait a minute, that's right. We're forging our path. And that's, I think, what happened with the children of Israel. You know, they were leaving, but they were also leading. And there are things that they would miss that they needed to grieve. But the future, which was milk and honey, which comes back, like I just said, what does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, so is it literal milk and honey? Well, it was milk or, honey. Or is it, or is it representative and indicative of sweetness and, and nourishment? All of those things. Because the interesting thing is when they got to the eve of going in mm -hmm. and they sent the spies over to check it out. Yeah. They came back with, I, I always love this story. They came back with, a bunch of uh, 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 a grapes, cluster, right? a cluster of grapes, uh -huh. but they were so big and so heavy mm -hmm. that they had to, two people had to carry it. Grapes, grapes, the littlest fruit out there. <laughs> That's really interesting. And I guess, okay. And that was the land of milk and honey that had these grapes, which seemed so small or basically the simplest thing that was just so big and so abundant. Wow, maybe that's maybe it's about the flowing more than it, it was is about a, yeah, the milk it, and honey. It, the milk and honey was that it's a land of abundance. Wow, and they but they didn't just leave; they led, and they did lead because in leaving they were leading the way to something else. But they also were leading us on something when we read the story. The story is about a lot about change, basically. You know, coming out of something that may not be in your best interest, but maybe what you're accustomed to. The story is about liberation. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> well yeah that too but I'm just I'm looking at some of the other aspects of it the most interesting thing about that trip out of Egypt mm -hmm. is no one no one wanted to be in the suffering right <laughs> but they'd been there 400 some years yeah. so that meant you had some ties you had yeah. some roots and things and you know what else when I was studying the scripture that I never knew mm. that when they left it wasn't just the Israelites that left Oh. There were mixed people that went with them. Really? There were, uh, they didn't go. It was just this pure group. Uh -huh. There was a mixed group, too. There was a mixture group. And they kept up stuff. You know, like, like other uh, slaves like, with them? Uh, I, I don't know what I would call them 
I guess they could have been. It just wasn't only the Israelites. It wasn't only. It, it were people wow. that were part of them. Interesting. So you could have had mixed marriages. You, That's uh, a good point. I didn't so think about had, it. I mean, they've been there 400 years, so all yeah. kinds of stuff happened. And you're bound to have some mixed marriages after 400 years. I mean, good Lord. Or some close friends. Yeah. That, so you That's sympathize. So, so it was. It kept going. It wasn't just sympathizers. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. Something about words today. The last couple of days, certain words have just been standing out. You know, mm -hmm. like Shane saying, not leaving, leading. Like you just said, sympathizers. I, I don't know. There's something about these words. I guess I really need to like pray about it or figure out, kind of have some God time. Because usually when words stand out like that mm -hmm. for me, there's something he's trying to show me or tell me in that. But that's when you said sympathizers, that really struck me just now. That that was also who was with them were some sympathizers. And of course, in, in the scripture, it tells them about having the stranger among you and how you treat them. Treat them the same as you do. It, it, so it's yeah. not that God said it was thinking what's wrong with it, but right. that's all. So that far happened. Of it. Yes, yes. You know, I just got something out of that. Okay. Uh, it's that whole idea again, we can't have this, uh, our idea of purity. Life is too mm. complex. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, oh, that's a good one, because it wasn't just purely 100% Israelites. Right. After 400 years, like you said, they had been some mixed marriages, there were some best friends, all kind of, yeah, but they were all, they all left as God's children. Yes. Wow. And you know, the whole point was, this was, the, this was God's children, which the Israelites led us. They led. They led the way. They had the way. Yeah. And that the, was hard. The Even Messiah came through them. And if they had not left, right, if they did not leave, mm -hmm. they would not have been able to lead. Right. And they would not have given way or led to the coming of the Messiah. It yes. all had to happen. As hard as it is, as painful as it is, as it was. Because I'm sure as much as they wanted to get out, it, and I understand that because nobody wants to be a slave. But, you know, a lot of times we become familiar Life, because we get used to life. We get used to something a certain way. And we're like, yeah, it's okay. You, you know, no, you, you don't even say it's okay. You don't? It's familiar. Yeah. It, 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 that's the part. It's, some things just become familiar. Some things become comfortable. Yeah. But some things are just familiar. And you don't even like it, but it's so familiar you're used to it. You don't know anything else. I mean, think about that when God calls us sometimes. I mean, haven't you had that experience when God starts speaking to you about something different? And mm -hmm. he even tells you, it seems to me, this big thing. Like, I remember him talking to me about a ministry, okay? Mm -hmm. And it was this huge ministry. Well, that sounded good and I, it sounded, gra sounded great mm -hmm. and all. But then when I came down out of the spirit, it was like, <laughs> uh, this is different. <laughs> Yeah. It couldn't be me. Interesting. I wonder if familiarity is the enemy of change. Of course it is. Well, that was deep. That was deep. That was deep. <laughs> oh, high five. That was deep. That was deep. Familiarity is the enemy of change. I could preach a whole message on. Send your offering. Oh, no, please <laughs> leave these offerings alone. <laughs> but you know, but it's true because I think about things that we need to change from. It's like we say, well, somebody said, people say, the devil I know. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's familiarity because you're like, if I change job, how many times have you known that you need to change jobs? You know, you need to change churches, you know, you need to move or, you know, you need to do whatever. But you're like, I already know how it is here. I know what this company is like. I already know my boss. I know what he's going to get mad about. I know, you know, and you think I don't want to deal with it. But the truth is you need something else. You need to change and you feel you need to change. But the familiarity says do you really want to? Just like you said, I saw this ministry and then I came down out of the spirit and went, I don't know if that's me. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you. I mean, there's a lot There's a lot when God makes that change, yeah. calls you for a change. It, it, it's different. You know, I was in, studying in the Bible study that we were doing and she talked about one of the questions is, what do you want? You know, mm-hmm. what are we seeking God for? When we're praying, what are we seeking him for? Mm-hmm. Are we, and we want to hear his voice. Why are we doing it? What is it, his purpose? And the purpose, you know, what, you know, do you want direction for your life? Mm-hmm. Do you want to understand the calling mm-hmm. on your life? Or one that's really interesting. Uh-oh, I'm scared. Me I already too. feel it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm listening, but I'm scared. Him. Hmm. Just him. I just want to know him. Wow. And I looked at that yeah. and I thought, oh my God. Because he, what did he tell uh, uh, Abraham? I am your reward. Oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm looking, oh. trying to hear his voice and I want him to direct me and lead. But how about, I just want to know him. And knowing him, he will lead and direct. But I don't need to focus on, okay, God, what do I do next? I need to focus on him. Wow. That's, I am your reward. Okay, I got to dig into that. I think the scripture says that I'm your great reward too. I mean, that's, that's sobering. Yes. I I still have my energy y'all, but I'm just saying that that whole phrase is sobering. I am your reward because we live so much of life striving we, mm-hmm. and he doesn't, we don't need to strive. He's, no. he's done the striving. So, I mean, that's, that's another conversation, but we're always trying to get to something. We're always, you know, it, which is good. You have to have goals. I'm not talking about living life aimlessly, but I am your reward. But the thing he is, is, obviously it's that aimless living right. because what did he say? I only do what the father mm-hmm. says. Yeah. So if he's my, re- if I am looking to him yeah, and, he's and him, reward. Lord, and he's my reward and he's all I want, then I will do what yeah. he says. I will only say what he say. And the satisfaction will is come him. from completing, from is doing him. that. It's him. Knowing that I did what he said. Yeah. I said what he said. I accomplished what he gave. Wow. Oh, I mean. So change. We're talking about change. Oh, is that the topic today? It wasn't wasn't the topic, but that's what we're talking about. And the truth is about changing. And what do we change to focus on? What what am I pursuing? Yes. And sometimes what feels like leaving is leading. But the changes come sometimes because maybe, maybe it's realigning us to focus on the right things. That's what's going on with me. It is that realignment to focus on not on what do I need to do next, not how do I do and what, but him. And knowing that focusing on him will direct me that I will do his will. I mean, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's a journey. It's, it's, it's been eye opening.
opening. I, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. it's just been really different. Just yeah. stopping and saying, wait a minute. Maybe I'm realigning, not just changing. And, and I'm not leaving something. I'm leading something. And there are sympathizers that will be with you, meaning people will be, you're not alone. Exactly. You're wow. not alone. I'm just thinking of all the words and things. Like I said, when he brings words, I try to get them. So I remember leaving and leading, sympathizers. I am your reward. Oh, man. You guys, this, I had a totally different topic <laughs> for us to discuss today. Completely different. And um, I, I don't even know. The only thing I remember was we were talking about your necklace. <laughs> we started talking about the necklace, and then we talked about changing. And you talk, I, I, I want to say I don't even know how we got here, but I will say this. We got where we needed to be because this speaks so much individually to your life, to my life. So many things. Are, and I think just to us also as a nation, as a world, I can't even just say as a nation. You know, if I look at something like COVID that's going on right now, and we're in a really weird spot with COVID. Um, the numbers are astronomical, but we all can't stay in the house forever. We need to get back going, but we also can't rush it. I mean, it's like we're in this maze of what do we do? Do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? Well, they say I have to wear a mask in the store. Well, I don't want to wear a mask. But I mean, it's like there's this maze, and it really it's a big old period of change because yes. it's going to be different. Even if it's just different until a vaccine is out, or even if the difference is waiting for 25% of the people to die for herd immunity. I mean, whatever it is, it's going to be different. It's a big change. Yes. And it's a reckoning time. It's a time Ooh. of reckoning. Because the reality Ouch. is, we've marched along and we've been, I, okay, so I've been around here a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been around a while and life was a certain way and I have seen so many changes yeah. in life. I mean, I'm from the time mm -hmm. when on the on the street, you may have, uh, on a whole street, you may have one telephone in one house or maybe oh, three or four houses. And now Your we have these. got phones. Yes, individual. <laughs> I mean, it was a big deal. Yeah. And we moved to, everybody had a phone in their house. And then we moved to, you had phones in just about every room. Yes. And you know what I remember, hmm. and you do too, what? when we started with these cell phones? I got my first cell phone at 18. It was a car phone. Yes. That's right. And I remember, <laughs> and, and my aunt got the mobile one that she carried. It was like in the briefcase. <laughs> remember that? It was a box girl that we got, and she had to carry it. And no, I don't remember. I remember that. because I thought it was cool. You know, I've always been in the gas. Yeah. But you're right. It's a lot of change. Uh, Air touch. Oh my God! Air no, touch air cellular. Air touch cellular. Air touch cellular. That was with oh. Pac Bell. Yes. If you remember air touch cellular, you're as old as I am, am and my mom, <laughs> and we're young. <laughs> but it's all been changed. But he said all these changes that have happened, and then uh, the uh, I remember my sister and I were talking. I remember this distinctly mm -hmm. because I grew up in Alabama, and I had to walk to school. It was dirt streets. So mm -hmm. we but one of the things we used to talk about all the time, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But it was that one day we were going to be able to get on the telephone and call somebody and look at them. Uh, that's called FaceTime. <laughs> and Zoom. And Zoom and Skype. Yes. Yes. That's common. That now. was and we and we would talk about it as if it was this way far out thing. And we were talking about that before we went to the moon. I mean, oh, so we've man. been talking about it for years, and now it's just a common it's everyday a common thing. thing. You know, to that point, it's funny, the other day I got Madison into Star Trek. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Next generation. And um, I didn't even think about this. We were watching an episode. We were we were Netflix binging. Y'all know how it is. And um, they said star date twenty seventy five or something. And Maddie said they're younger than me. And I was like, huh? And she stopped and realized she did the math. She said, well, think about it. If I was born in 2008, by the time 2075, when they're saying I would be such and such age, 70 something, and they're actually still in their 40s and 30s, so they are actually younger than me. And it was so wild when she said it, I went, oh my God, you're right. And when I first started watching that show, for example, it was in the 90s, you know, and those dates of 2075 seemed so far away. And now here we are at 2020, 2075 is, I mean, it's a long ways away, but when you watch the show and what they were considering futuristic, we laugh now because we're like, well, that's not, you know, it's just, you see what we thought it would look like, what it actually is looking like. We haven't gotten that far yet, but you see where things are. And it's just really interesting to look at it. And it's about change, anticipating change, being part of change. And I remember something, you know, I always, this, this one scripture always strikes me when he says, I'm doing a new thing. Yes. And it's interesting because I'm like, what exactly does that mean? I'm doing a new thing. I know what the words mean. And I know we say, oh, I'm doing a new thing. Hallelujah. I get that. But I'm saying, what does that really mean? I'm doing a new thing, something you've never seen before. That means I'm changing it and it's not going to be anything familiar to you. So maybe we should look at change and the feeling of unfamiliarity as a blessing. Yes, it is a blessing. Then I'm blessed because I sure don't feel nothing familiar. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so familiarity is the enemy of change. Wow. We were talking, uh, uh, my sister, we were talking about when COVID started. Yeah. And and she was talking about when all the anxiety about Mm -hmm. No toilet paper, no paper towels. And, <laughs> I mean, everything yeah. just so, and we were trying to run a business, and um, the business was small enough that it didn't close mm -hmm. because yeah. uh, of that, and you could, you could social distance. And she said, God gave her this song, Jesus is the answer. Yeah. He is. <clears throat> and, he, and, he, and, he, and, you know, and so she just come, and we, we started. At not one time, think about it, did anybody that we knew, mm -hmm. had to go to the bathroom and didn't have toilet paper. We had it. <laughs> well, the reason they, didn't, they had toilet papers because I had already stocked up on it. But that's okay. <laughs> but there was no time we didn't have toilet paper. There's never been a time we didn't have what we needed. And there never was a time that we didn't have paper towels. Uh, yeah, we had everything we needed, but you're right. But we were all anxious. Very anxious. About getting it. I still don't understand the, toilet, the brush on toilet paper. But anyway... Moving right along. And so the other day, God gave me, again, changes a lot. Yeah. He says, don't worry about the future because mm -hmm. you know me. Yeah. And he, he, he holds my hand. And he holds the future in his hand. He, he holds my hand and he holds the future. So, so everything is, all, is covered. So I don't need to worry. Wow. I just need to seek and know him. Embrace the unfamiliar. Yeah. And embrace knowing him. I mean... Think no, about it. Right. Let go of my need to take care of me. Yeah, that's the striving. Mm -hmm. Let him be my reward. Again, that's not an excuse for irresponsibility because no, somebody will always take it to the end. No, the... but if he's your reward, he's going to do. He, you're going to do what he says. You're yeah. going to look to see what the father said. It says, mm -hmm. and then you're going to do what the father said. There's so much 
that's jam been jam packed in this conversation right now. I almost feel like like I need to go journal or something. Oh, okay. I, I don't really want to. I don't like journaling. Okay, don't write me. I, I'm not a big journaler. I'll type notes on my phone. But <laughs> it, it's just there's so much in this that we talked about, and and I'm. I'm receiving all of it and it's almost overwhelming because it's speaking so, so much to my heart and things that are happening real time. You know you what know I mean? You know what? Hmm. That's good. Because it's not, what, what good is it to talk? Yeah. And if the talk is just babbling. Sounding no, brass or yes. a tinkling cymbal. Or just sitting in the church, <laughs> hearing your voice, voice ringing out. <laughs> That's a, that is an ode to my grandma. She used to talk about folks standing up in church, like to hear that voice ringing out in the church with nothing to say. But anyway. What that meant, though, what it was all about is the person was saying something, and whatever they said, <laughs> they never did it. They didn't do it, and they it didn't did. know what they were talking about. It never, their lives never <laughs> lined up with the thing that they were talking about. But you know, but it's interesting because you're right. I mean, the point of, what's the point of talking? If we're just gonna, if we're just blabbing and babbling, I mean, there's really no point to that. We talk, we try to talk about things that mean something to us and that we hope will mean something to you as well. But it's not like we have a, a, a magic eight ball and we just have a great conversation in mind. It's real life, and if real life happens to me, it's real life happens to you. It's gonna happen to all of us. And if it yes. hasn't happened yet, baby, keep living. You know, the thing is. This is the part that God have us do because there's other yeah. things that God have other people talk about. Yeah, there's other things that He put in your lives, and that's if if I can refer back to an old mm -hmm. one when we talked about the godly people doing the ungodly yeah. things, and that is sometimes we get caught up in trying to make people be like us because we're familiar with ourselves. Yes. I know me, so mm -hmm. I think everybody should think the way I do, and everybody should see the world the way I see it. Well, mm -hmm. they don't. They don't. <laughs> and you know, and on that word familiarity we were talking about, it's reminded me of something else. Familiarity breeds contempt. It really does. It really does. Which is interesting, and it's the enemy of change. It breeds contempt, and it's the enemy of change. And you know, one time I was listening to this message by um, Sarah Jakes Roberts. Okay. And she was talking about, I can't remember it exactly, so I'm not going to quote it exactly right. But she made the comment, your anointing is not who you're accustomed to being. Yes. And she was talking about when you're walking into the things that God has for you and when you're discovering that and walking in that calling, accepting it, it's going to require something of you that it hasn't before. It's going to take you to the unfamiliar area because you're not accustomed to that. So on one hand, when you feel like you're kind of out there, you know what I'm saying? That might be like a, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm walking into my anointing because I'm not accustomed to this at all. And one of my old mentors used to say that she would say, we're going to throw you in the deep end. I'm just going to throw you in the deep end, you know, and she was meaning I'm going to, we're going to do something that's not necessarily what you normally do or what you're prepared, what you prepared for or any of that. Just be, go, just go. Yes. And sometimes that's where you, it's interesting when you do find your anointing where you're not accustomed to being. Right. Wow. Anyway. Well, it happened again. It happened again. We, I had this one was even worse than the other one. Sometimes we talk about things different than I had in mind. But I'm telling y'all, I had a whole nother topic in mind. I'm not gonna tell her what it was though, because that'd be another podcast. But this one about change. 
the importance of change and about familiarity. Y'all, I don't even know what we're going to title this one. So whatever you see the title as, know that it came to us later because this is not, <laughs> this was not in the cards, but it was exactly what I needed personally. You good, mama? I'm good. I'm good. Mm. Y'all, my mom is awesome. My mom is bad. Oh, I think we should call this leaving or leading. Okay, that's a thought. Or embrace the unfamiliar. I like that. Or familiarity. What's Okay, you guys, we're going to play with it. This is going to be good. Listen, if you guys have some stuff you want to talk about or you want to hear our take on, shoot me an email, Lori at cheflorius.com, because we actually would love to hear what you guys have to say, and we would love to talk with you as well. So, you know, don't feel like you can't say it. Go ahead and tell me. And you guys, we're winding, getting towards the end of season one of the podcast, so I'm so excited that you've been with us. We have a few more episodes left. We're going to go through November, um, probably right after Thanksgiving or so, so definitely stick with us a little bit more, and then we'll be back for season two in the spring. But we're not going anywhere yet, so don't, don't dial out yet. But I'm just saying... We're coming down towards winding up this first season. And this has just been so much fun and so enlightening, you know. And it's also been unfamiliar. <laughs> 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 so I guess that means we're doing it right, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right, family. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. I am Chef Lorius, everybody's auntie, and my co-host, Mama VJ, the community grandma. We will see you guys next time for more Calabama talking. Bye. Bye. <laughs>